Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to 50 Now What? I'm your host, Alicia Sutton, and today's episode is It's Never Too Late to Make New Friends. We'll be talking about forming and fostering friendships in your later adult life with life and relationship coach Amanda Jaggard. Amanda is an executive coach and partner with Novus Global and co-founder of the Meta Performance Institute. And she'll be talking to us with her personal and professional experience to the subject of women in their 50s building and maintaining relationships. Let's just jump right into our episode episode. Hi, Amanda. It's good to see you again. Hello. Good to see you too. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. Oh, and thank you for being here. We really appreciate you. Now, Amanda, we we know that, you know, growing up making friends are, you know, you're spending all your time with friends and you're hanging out. You can, you can make friends, but what are the differences in making friends, let's say in, in college uh, versus what making friendships and what that looks like later in life, much later in life. Yeah, that's something I think about a lot because I watch, I have two teenagers and so I watch them and their friendships and just how easy it is. Or so. I so easy. Or I think back to <laughs> college when I was living in a dorm and we were living together like all the time. And so there was just that natural um, affinity and it just happened. And so I think there's a few things when I think about that, like your friends with who they're like your your friends with who you're with. Like my my teenage son who's a senior, I don't see him like yes, he is discerning, um, but there's a he goes to a smaller school. Um, so those guys are his buddies. Um, he there's like, okay, these are the friends, these are the people who I'm around, so these are where I'm going to make my friends, or my kid, he's in volleyball, or, right, like, these are the people I have class with. So I think um, older, there um, there's a few, a few things that come up for me. One is uh, around the intentionality. So I am going to need to go and find those spaces to spend time with, or I'm going to need to notice that there is someone in my life who I might not be super close to, who um, they check all the boxes of this is what (laughs) I love and a friend, or I would like to get to know them better. And so then there's a tensionality around like, you know, being on is like, I would like to get to know you better or like, hey, could we hang out sometime? Could we go out to to create those spaces? and I do think that there is then the piece of I do get to be more discerning in who it is that I am going to choose to be around. But I do think that the intentionality of where I am going to put myself, because I think like they've looked at different places and been like, oh, do I, you know, I'll go and hang out there. But then I decide, oh, that's actually not where I want to go hang out. So then I can go right. and go someplace else. Um, but I look at my kids and you know myself in college, like you were kind of just stuck with the girls who were in your dorm for better or for worse. That was it. And that's who you were around, um, which I think that that choice as an adult um, can either – sometimes when we have choice, we think that that's a really good thing. And when we have too much choice, it can be a little overwhelming. Right. And so uh, for me, there's also, I think, a, a listener's like to not get so overwhelmed or like have so much choice that it keeps me from actually just making a choice, if that makes right. sense. 
That makes perfect sense. And I think a lot of times it, it narrows down to, like you said, where your true interests lie. You really kind of, mm-hmm. uh, that that's the good part about uh, being an adult is that or at least you, you hope so, or at least you should be, or I don't want to, I don't want to should on anybody. That's not a fair word, but at least you want to at least uh, be in a place where you know yourself well enough. You're self-aware yeah. enough in your life and in your, in your state of life and state of mind that you are making a clear choice about these are the things that I want to do. And these are the people who I'm going to surround myself with. And unlike with family, you do have a choice with how you build uh, your world around you in your, in your community. And I think that's like, when yeah. you, it's, it's so funny when you are young, it's like, this is the school that I'm at. I don't have really much choice. I'm not going to drop out. So these are the people here. And these are the people who I'm going to be friends with. I'm going to make it work. It, in fact, or not people, and just be lonely or just, <laughs> which is like my lonely. high school. Right? It's like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to want to be friends with them. <laughs> so that means I'm just going to be alone, which isn't a great option either. True, um, true. When you, right. True. And, and I guess, too, you start categorizing those types of friendships like you'll you'll have your associates, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, just the people who you associate with and you'll see them in class or or acquaintances or people who you see on the yard. And then, of course, you start yeah. to develop some close friends, you know, the ones who you are socializing with. You you see, you know, occasionally you may have some uh, mutual friends and then hopefully you'll get to the place where you have those best friends, you know, the people who you're talking right. to all the time on campus. And you, you know, you either love the same things or you hate the same things or hate the same people as it were, you know. Yeah. Um, or then, of course, you know, you have lifelong friends um, and hopefully they will come out of that. And they become your best friends and they're the ones who have a higher level of trust and they become your confidants. And and that can be mm-hmm. not so much when you're younger. I don't know that you're looking at those things, but as an adult, you kind of are better able to to rank those people. I hate to say rank, but but you are kind of at least categorizing them in such a way that you weren't able to do or didn't have. And you spoke about this before the skill set to know yeah. where those people are sitting at. And again, that goes back to what I love your word, the intentionality and the discernment of where these, where these friends are in your life and in your space. And if you're making sprint, if you're making space for them, if they're worth the investment in time. And I like that there's uh, I have, I have a friend in my life and she's been in my life for maybe 15 years. So there's 15 years of investment there into that relationship. Um, right. But there, we have, we are so different, um, so many different interests and we have very different friend groups apart from each other. Um, but she is like, she is my ride or die. She is who I call if I need to like be like go to the hospital or right. Like she, like my, she knows my kids, my kids know her. They know that they need to listen to her. Otherwise they will be in deep trouble, not with me, but with her. And right. And we are in it with each other through thick and thin because we've been through so much with, with each other. And so, um, there is like there are friendships that are around those interests and then there are those friends that you've just been through so much together and yeah. you know each other and there's that deep intimacy that's there um that you can't uh just make make up because those years of investment are in it um and at least for me I don't need a whole lot of those um but I have um, I have, I have, I have my one and, yeah, sure. um, 
I got my I got my one, and um, you know, I was thinking uh, as we have we've been t- it's like I don't know if we even fight. Um, like I we've I don't know if we have conflict because there's just such a a deep understanding, and that doesn't mean that we don't disagree or have differences. Um, but we just we just know each other. Like the friendship is just so safe. Um, yes. Yeah. I get it. There's just, I think over time, um, because they've keep, they kept coming through. Um, they were always showing up with the, with the truth in some way, shape or fashion that you almost, you know, where they stand with it. Like I, I have a friend like that yeah. as well. And I, I know where she's going to stand with certain things. I, I know her perspective on it and doesn't have to say it all the time. It doesn't have to be reiterated. Um, it comes through in the, our, our, it's a clear agreement between the two of us. It's, our That's expectations right. of each other are very clear. And, um, and you develop a level of trust and confidant in each other that is pretty much unparalleled. And if you get one, you're done good. You're done good. You're done good, Amanda. You done good, and I got the one. I I done good. I done, and everybody knows who that friend is too. It's like everybody knows, you know, when they come through and say something like, "Well, yeah, Alicia probably did tell her that." You know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. I see that that's she did tell her that. Um, that's it right. comes to you as the truth, and and that's what makes all the difference. And so um, I think I think that's great. I think that's where we can segue with that. Well, I you know I'm a bit of a I don't know if we talked about this before. I'm a bit of a kind of a research nerd, so I I dug up a few things, but the most important, and there's not a lot of research on friendships, especially in later years, uh, but it takes about 200 hours to make new friends. And, you know, 200 hours is not a big deal when you're in the eighth grade or when you're in high school or in college when that's all you're doing. But after that, I don't know if you found this, it starts to wane a whole lot. There aren't really a lot of opportunities to make new friends. And even the ones you have, they start kind of waning off. And I'm getting to a place in life where it's like, you know, I don't know. You know, some people are like, well, do you have 10 friends? Do you got 12 friends? I'm like, got three. Uh, (laughs) And I'm okay with that. But, you know, finding friends and people who have similar interests, or just it's 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 a little different when you that's right mature in life yeah no I was just saying it was like I don't know where there's a place where I'm spending 200 hours no. consistently yeah it's so different now in this season it's totally different and then of course take in account of post-covid for me personally I don't know about you I think we all need like a new remediation social skills course nationwide <laughs> because it is yes. I mean you know <laughs> It's two years in your sweats, you know, eating ice cream out the carton. Is or I was with um, two two teenage boys for oh. two whole years. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, the things that oh. I need to make sure do not come out of my mouth because I was just around two adolescent boys for two There's years. A special place in heaven just for you. <laughs> yeah, it really, you. really is. It thank really, you. really is. Um, and I was, you know, I was here alone. So I kind of felt like, you know, people were kind of worried about me, but I was fine. You know, I was yeah. like, you know, I'm a single woman. I'm alone in COVID, but, you know, I shop at Costco, you know, so I got plenty of toilet paper and rice. I'm you got good. it. And then also in different seasons in your life, um, making friends after the kids leave the house. And life's happening and people have moved That's around, right. shifted, retirement. How are we maintaining community right now? I love the conversation around community and where we're finding community and where we're creating community. I think that's a conversation for a lot of people as life continues to change and grow. Absolutely. When you're making these transitions and trying to either find new groups or go back to old groups, getting, you know, getting into new friendship groups can be 
you know, that can be kind of tiresome. It's hard to break into a new friend group. For me, when, when you read like the transitions and I think even with work, um, I think about like how I've just, I've reinvented myself mm. so much. Like I was in a master's program and then I was a stay-at-home mom and so I had the mom friends and then I went back to work and then I had work friends but my life yeah. looks different than the mom friends and so, and or like we go on our, our different paths and uh, it just, it, it looks, it looks different um, because we've grown and we've changed and I look at some of my friends and they have um, maybe some of the same friend group that they've had for a really long time, yes. um, right? And so there's some people that, that have that and they have those lifelong friends and they see each other regularly. Um, that hasn't been my experience. And so I think sometimes for for me, I can get almost like um, – like resentful or jealous yeah. looking at, right? The other people. So when you said like break into the friend group, like it's like, oh, they have yeah. their, their little group. And so how do I like get in with with yeah. their group? And then I feel bad because I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I am back in high school again. <laughs> I, it is exactly the My same. brain is 16 years old. <laughs> it is. Oh God. And I don't like that. I don't like that feeling either. And I don't like the feeling like, you know, it, it's the same thing. It's like you can't get into the, the uh, older friendship group with people have known each other for years. You kind of almost got to be, you got to be different. like sponsored in, you know what I mean? You got to, you know, you need like <laughs> a sponsor. True. And then, you know, there's always like a friend gatekeeper who's like, we got enough. You know what I mean? She's cool, but we got enough. And you do, it yeah, does transition different. you back to being in high school. And, you know, you get to a phase in life, you don't want that. You kind of want to mm. be able to be like, you know, it's okay to have different friends. And I know we can silo off sometimes into different types of things. But I think a lot of it just comes into, you know, how you show up as a friend, you know, different personalities in a friend. And um, I guess a friendship languages, so to speak, is like, what are you as a friend? How do you show up? You know what I'm saying? Making new friends, I would like to suggest is valuable for everyone. It absolutely is. It really does. Like you said, it, it, it evolves you in a way that you hadn't right. thought you'd open up in, in such a different way. And I think sometimes people become very siloed in their friendships and, and very compartmentalized. And this is this type of friend for this. And this is this type of friend for that. And yes. when you see people kind of come together in different ways, you kind of go, wow, I didn't notice that that was going to change like that. Or And you learn something about right. new about people who you've known for a long time. When you add somebody new into that dynamic, you kind of go, I didn't no, you know, she was like that. You know, I had no idea. You, I've known you for 15 That's years. Right. You never told me you were going to do a podcast, Alicia. You know what I mean? I, you know. Yes, I love that. It's it's, it's growth and true. um it's true. I think it's it, true. yeah, I love that. It is because it's like uh, just like you know we, everybody talks about love languages in terms and we talk about the language in terms of intimate relationships and of course that's important and I think that's that's a thing too we don't really talk about friendships in terms of the value mm -hmm. that they're bringing to your life outside of you know your intimate relationship with someone who you're, you know you're close with someone who's going to be a lifelong partner husband wife or whatever whatnot but um, you know there's a way that you show up in a friendship and you can be you know the social friend like I always thought that my my friendship language was one thing and then as I've gotten older. And I get around different people it's another what do you think your friendship language is what do you what do you bring to the I, friends I think it if you catch me at, at a I, I think I'm the social friend at the party you know I was always the one oh. I like to go in and I come off a lot more 
extroverted. Um, and so people see me and go, oh, Alicia's fun. You know, she's like that. But then when you get to know me, you kind of go, Alicia's just like a loner. She's like off by herself. And so it just depends on where you catch me at in the friendship. And so I can kind of have that kind of thing. But, you know, you have the social friend who you always going to invite to the party because they're going to they're going to turn up the party or you have the supportive friend yes. who you're going to call when it's like you just need somebody to talk to. Or I have a truth sayer friend who I can call and I'm just like, I That's don't right. know. <laughs> what happened <laughs> did I sound like this the person you kind of check in with and then um you know or, or what would you call it? like you're all in friend you know your trusted road dog they're showing up no matter what the situation is circumstance That's you know right. what I mean um you know whether it's, you're in the hospital or you know I don't know your bail hearing I don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever the circumstances they're there for me I'm probably I'm probably the like the wise friend I, I'm a coach I didn't I probably was doing that way before I got into the profession and not that I coach my friends because that is like a major like rule no no um to not coach right. unsolicitedly right. but I think like the wise friend and probably the really real safe friend like yeah. I've been through some stuff in my life and I'm pretty honest about that and so yeah. I think my friends know that they like there. There's nothing that they can talk to me about that's gonna surprise me in any way. I'm probably gonna have some good questions to ask or like listen, or I can be pretty compassionate and validating and understanding with the tough stuff. So I'm probably the friend that people know when they're going through something, like when the shit has really hit the fan. When it hit the fan, yeah. Right, like yeah, I, I, I can be there. someone they can call. I think I also have different friends for different interests. So I have, right, so like my my mom friends who we have kids together and so we can like talk about that or right now I have um, some friends that want to take me shopping because they really like to shop and I don't know how to shop and so they are like we will we will help you we with that you the way. right or you might have like like sports friends that like to do that yes. or I had a friend and she would go to this like women in whiskey night and so they oh. had friends I know around like like whiskey and they would have these whiskey nights or wow. people just like an, an interest or I have a friend she got really wow. after after her divorce she got really into like country line dancing and created like a community there right. so like different interests people have it's like and like that friend group might not interact with this friend group but you can have different friends around different interests too absolutely all the time and 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 to go back you know I can be the person I noticed that as I'm getting older that a lot of my friendships now are becoming the supportive friend I think because they they've saw outside of you know Alicia when she's at the party can be this very quiet very private person and I can tell her ah. stuff and nobody's gonna know and I think people found that out like you know I told I, the only person I told that to was Alicia and nobody ever found out about it or or something like that in fact I had a friend of mine and like you say you change seasons and you know, a lot happens as you grow up. I, I reconnected yeah. with a friend I knew years ago. We were little girls, you know, and um, I recently learned that her mom had passed away. And we just, mm-hmm. you know, we became friends. I, I reached out to yes. her because I knew the situation. And the first thing was, I know you know what this is like. And That's I right. just, and we just, and we just, it was like we just started over in a different place. But, you know, a lot happens between, yeah. you know, there's a lot of space in there between adult life and just life happening all over. And you can go back and find those friends and all that stuff. And I think she recognized me too as kind of the friend who used to be like, you know, oh yeah, Alicia's going to be the raw raw at the party. And she's like, yeah, I, I know you get this. Yeah. If it's friendship is about 
connection um, and connecting on different things, uh, looking at friends from the past, we might have, like, I think that there's sometimes where people go different ways. And so the connection maybe isn't there anymore. But what I hear you saying is the, yeah. like, right, interacting again and realizing, oh, we have a connection that maybe we didn't have back then. And it's not even like a rekindling of the friendship because it isn't right. a like something that was old that you're bringing back again. It's something actually completely new. It's just that That's you had an, a, a different connection in a different That's season. So it is like a new friendship because you are it both is. new people now really than are. who you were back then. That's very true. That is so very true. And I think because you saw each other very differently then too, and you probably didn't even see the commonalities that you had, you know, when somebody goes off and they get married and they're starting to live that life and, you know, I'm single and I stayed into that life and career and stuff like that. So you don't really have all of the common grounds that you used to have then. And then you start anew when you suddenly go, oh, boom, we both have this. And then we're both the same age. And then we've all been through this pandemic together and we've all had this shared experience that changes the dynamic as well in, in who you are and, and what you're expecting. And we can talk about that as well because taking the time and making friends, it's an investment. You know, you really are investing your time into these people. And I have to take my time as well because <laughs> I'm the type of person I can also enjoy my own company. And, yes. you know, and I can forget that people need to hear from me. And so I'm, I'm, yeah. getting, I'm trying to get better at that. I'm getting better at that. I'm getting better at that. But I know you, you understand that as well. For me, it's a, a conversation around ownership. What am I – like what's my vision for the community that I want to create or the vision for the friendships that I want to create? And for me, there's a whole lot that goes into that as far as like a vision for the friend that I that I want to be. And these are things mm-hmm. like – like I'll, I'll sit and actually journal about this stuff. Like – Oh, I love that. Or have a conversation with somebody because it matters to me. And so what kind of friend do I want to be? And what are the values that I I want in a friendship? Almost like somebody would do if you're dating and you're looking – because you're right, it is an investment. And I think it's interesting, like the, t- the 200 hours to make a friend, I'm finding in this season sometimes too that it takes um, like a lot less time. I'm way more uh, – not discriminatory isn't the right word, but I, and well, yeah, and I, well, like, I know, I know what, what works. I yeah. know I'm not going to spend a lot of time in an investment when I know that that isn't, um, it doesn't align with maybe, right, with where, where I'm at and what I'm looking for. And so I can very quickly say, ah, I don't want to put any more time into this. But right. then when I do find people, I think I have skills now that I've learned over the years uh, to create deeper friendships, yes. um, right? I, I have skills in Very intimacy, true. right? That I that I yeah. didn't have when I was 20, um, right? And so there is a piece of bringing that in and maybe this is what I think about. Um, it's like, ah, so like what does it look like to create an intimate, deep, valuable friendship um, in, in a shorter amount of time. And if that was possible, how would I go about doing that? And what would that investment look like? And what does the conversation look like? And what is doing things look like? And maybe taking the risk to do some things that I wouldn't normally do. Like I have, I, this is a confession. Confess. I've, I know <laughs> I, I have never been on a girl's trip. Oh, I know. Which some people are like, this is like, like really, but like I, yeah, I've never been on a girl's trip. I got oh, married so when I was 
20, I know, I got married when I was 22 years old and started having babies at 27 and like doing, doing the thing. And um, there was a lot of complicatedness there. And so it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to go and, not, you know, money and just like all of the, all of the things. And I think that that would probably surprise a lot of people because people think that I'm very social, um, but I've never just gone on a girl's trip. And I have other friends who haven't gone on girls trips. So we're having conversations about this. And so I have some friends who are like masters at it. And I look at them. I'm like, teach me your ways. How does this look? And how you like you just plan and go somewhere like right. And then (laughs) um, but I have a friend and she hasn't gone on girls trips. So she's flying into Los Angeles for a weekend. I know. And we're going to like hang out. And I'm like, you're coming. And I'm just going to hang out. Right. But she's a new I've met her one time in person. So she's a totally new friend. And so like there hasn't been 200 hours, but there is a desire for a connection and an intentionality around connection and a love for each other and an advocacy for each other. And so I'm super looking forward to her coming into town. And I'm like, I don't know how to host I'm someone. For you you. Too. I'm so excited <laughs> for you too, because you're going to have a good thing. And you make a very good point. And I think this is the value of growing up. And that is you you know who you are a lot yeah. more and you That's can right. you can pick up on you have you have developed a skill set that you just aren't going to have in your 20s when you're spending hours you know talking on the phone before school after school study group all that stuff there's something yeah. about adulting that gives right. you first of all the value in yourself what you're looking for and like also you know what you can bring to the friendship i know that certain people have certain expectations that i may not be able to meet you know if you're the type of person who needs to talk on the phone every single day i'm not going to be able to give you that it's just like any other relationship i'm not going to be able to give you that but if you want to check in every couple of weeks or you know we're going to plan like a girl's trip or something like that i'm the one for yeah. you but that's the value in growing up and so you know i don't think that it's um it's odd you know like if you've been living your life you were a wife a parent and all these things yeah there are certain things that just aren't going to have the same value that you're not going to be making the same kind of time for as if you're going to be making a family trip your priority as opposed to your girl's trip and i think when you meet people who get that and they kind of go i've been there too you create a whole new community that is going to blossom i wish i could be a fly on the wall for this girl's trip that you are going to do Thank you. I'm excited. I'm going to have to circle back. What you can tell me. I mean, some things you can't say on a girl's trip. You know, sometimes it happens there. You can't come back and say it. But That's right. I have another friend. I haven't, we haven't committed to this yet, um, but she also is a solo parent. And so Mother's Day is a funny thing when you're a solo parent because, like, you're still doing a lot of work on that day. And it's like there's no, like, day off. And it's like, what actually – what do I want Mother's Day to be into honor? And it's like, it's not maybe more mothering right now. So I was like, hey, <laughs> what if we went on a trip that weekend? And that was, like, our Mother's Day gift to ourselves. Um, and, right, because we're around our kids a lot. We don't need more time. So I think that there so – is something that we've we've talked about as like like a gift to ourselves and so I think I think even in this season the creativeness of what that uh. can look like right so the there's an intentionality there's an intentionality a lot of different pieces there's an intentionality to discernment that's the word I was thinking of like the discerning oh. of like who who do I want to to exactly. invest in 
what can strategically that investment look like with some of the limits that I have in yep. in my life, right? I think another thing that you that came to my mind as you were talking earlier was an intention around agreements. Yes. Uh, so in coaching, we'll talk about the difference between expectations and agreements. So when you start to get in any relationship, but let's just take friendships, one friend might have an expectation that we text a lot or when I text you, you immediately respond. So like I'll get these texts from like newer friends. It's like, you know, a few days later and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm just responding. It's like, we don't have an agreement that you respond to my text in 24 hours and I'm not going to make up anything about you not responding and sit there like oh my gosh she doesn't like me and you know so they're right so I think even having clear commitments or agreements as as friends can help with some of that especially as you're making new friends people are going to come in with different expectations about what friendship looks like and so it might feel really really awkward to have a conversation like a DTR to find their like like what kind of friend like what's the friend thing here but I found like as uncomfortable and awkward and like maybe I'm just like I know I'm weird so I just own the weirdness right but like having a (laughs) conversation of okay what are what are we committed to in this friendship can be really helpful for clearing up any possible conflict or misunderstandings it's funny when you're saying that i'm because you know we're talking about you know just just accept your weird i was thinking you know i was like you know i wonder if there's like a friendship survey i could come up with like i would just (laughs) hand this out can you fill this out you know alicia is what you know you agree you strongly agree you strongly disagree (laughs) like to get feedback from people i want feedback (laughs) yes i love that you totally could do a type form and send it to people and get get some feedback that's amazing i would i mean i'd have to come up with a column with of course you know you can strongly agree strongly disagree and i'd have to come up with a column with you know like uh, yeah bitch please you know get get out of my face with your with your survey but it would still be like like, I don't know. I, I'm thinking about it. And it also because, you know, you set these boundaries with friends. You know, there, there are some things that are just outright deal breakers. And some people's deal breakers are very, very different. They show up yeah. in these expectations and, and what it is that you feel like you like. And then, you know, there are certain people who you're going to have closer to you. And they kind of come out of those agreements and those the time that you've spent investing in that friendship, you know, you're going to have some people like, you know, some people are going to be closer to you than others. You know, I I come from a place where, you know what, everyone can't sit on your front row. You know, there are certain friends who are just going to be right there and there's, and it comes from these expectations versus these agreements and years of cultivating those types of relationships. You know what I mean? And you categorize those relationships. I remember reading a book one time talking, it was like balcony people and basement people. (laughs) <laughs> um, and so you have your balcony people that are like cheering for you and then maybe the basement people that bring you down. So I think that there is a like a paying attention and a, a mindfulness. So like uh, I'm, as I'm around certain people, how do I feel when I am with this person? Do I feel like energy is being drained from me when I spend time with them? Do I feel like energy is, is being like I'm gaining energy when I'm with this person? Do I feel like I need to perform? And am I thinking oh about God. who I'm being and what they're going to think or when I'm with this person do I feel very safe to be me and who I am and so there I think that there's a a mindfulness and a paying attention at least for me oh how do I feel when I'm with this person and like okay check in with my body like what's going on Um, because I think 
right? Because there's some people who are like, oh, I get really anxious or I'm thinking or like when I'm coming home, I'm thinking, oh, I said this, did I say this? And then there's some people where I just feel so safe and loved in their presence and that's who that I'm willing to invest more time in or who I want to make sure I'm spending time with. That's like the pillar of what the mm-hmm. friendship can be and it is what they're like. And I I know what that's like. And I think that's why after a while you start to kind of filter off and fluff yeah. off those those relationships where you said basically giving into your mindfulness and actually feeling how you're feeling around them is that's right. Is 100% of what it all comes down to. You know, all these things, the agreements and all the things that we can set up, if, if, if they're making you just not feel like a friend, if they're making you just not, and it's nothing that they have to do. Sometimes you're just, what you give off as a person, it just doesn't always feed into somebody else. I mean, I, I do come from a place where I mm. also think that we're all, we all just have a certain energy that we, that we have. And certain people, you're going to sit in their energy and they're going to make you feel very good or they're going to be I like the basement people who are trying to pull you into the basement I don't want to be in the the basement no and as I as I think about it too (laughs) like who is the friend that I want to be and so I think that has come up for me I've walked through a super tough season divorce and solo Mm. parent and um, there's been some trauma involved and so like so Mm. I know that even for me, as I've been showing up authentically, that there might even be uh, like where I might be a little bit of an energy suck, if that, make, if that makes sense. Like I don't think so to like the right people, but um, it's like, oh, maybe like I don't have as many friends calling me right now and and investing in. And I think that there there is an ownership piece of me to look at as like, okay, well, when I get together with friends, how am I choosing to show up? And that doesn't mean not to show up in the grief and to be honest. Right. But I think, right, but for me to take an honest assessment of myself and say, am I being a basement person right yeah. now? And not necessarily bring them down, but like bringing down the, the energy in a, in a non-resourceful way for both of us. And so that's in just, I think, in the last few months, I've been really looking at myself, like, who who do I want to be to not to be attracted to people in, like, the the unhealthy way, like, as a right. people pleaser, right? right. But, like, if Absolutely we not. we attract who we are, like, how am I showing up in the world that is going to um, cre- be a creator of the friendships that, that I want instead of feeling Absolutely. like a victim in, in a lot of ways. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's been a, a good, honest look at myself of like, who am I being and how am I showing up in friendships absolutely. to add value? Well, absolutely. I mean, I you you get back what you send out pretty much, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and you want to be attracted because, you know, if you're in a grief place and that's an honest place to be. It's you an know? honest and place. Yeah. We're all, we're, all, we're all grown folk. We're all adulting when we know that we have these times in our lives where we're going through that and being self-reflective and knowing where, where you're sitting at in terms of those friendships. But at the same time, you don't want to attract an everybody else who's in the same place you are that that's kind of pull right you. and then you you're sitting everybody you're Ooh. with is depressed or feeling grief you don't want that. totally no and then we're all just like victiming oh, out together God. and we get and in the coaching where we like we get co-conspirators and everybody's sad story and 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 we joke it's like and we we do call that friendship a lot of the time where we all can just like disempower out together i know um right disempower out i love it yep um, that warm, fuzzy victim blanket. We just love it. Um, Let's all get and, under it together. Totally. 
And I think that some, like there is a time and a place for that kind of that kind of stuff. But I think sometimes even like we call that friendship, we call that empathy, and that actually isn't as helpful, right? So the friends, like tr- my true friends, even though it might be great to call the person, like you'll never guess what he did this time, right? Like right. Yeah. But the the friends who really love me, they'll like listen for two minutes and then be like, all right, where are we going? That's very true. That's very true. Right? And, 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 and you have to be I careful love even I, I love them and I have to be careful even as a friend because I can be, have a lot of empathy and I think I can come from a very empathetic place. And I'm like, you know, and I root for you know, you're a good friend, you root for your friends, you know. So when they're right. you know, when they're with that person who you kinda go, What? Yeah, I can't stand to be everybody just you know, we just rally all in together and then there comes a time where somebody has to say, Okay, we we, we all equally cannot stand him. We all equally, yes. you know, know that you're in that place. But we need to find we need uh, to start finding avenues for us to to venture out of that. And I I'm finding that I you know, it's important at least for me to be able to trigger those things off and yeah. kinda go, All right, friend, I'm with you down here. But we both <laughs> need to find yeah, our way that's out right. of this mutual loathing. We got to take the victim blanket off of each other, and yes, then, that's uh, right. And and find another comfortable place for us to be because there is something else out there. And find find our that's light. Right. Yes, I think that there also is a value to um, like a good friend is someone who uh, we can disagree, or they're going to tell me things that I don't want to hear so it's not just the commonality or like or the get agreeing with my you know victim story but the they care so much about me that they're going to uh, say things that I don't want to hear or I think even have having friends who have different opinions about things that I do and see the world differently and think differently and that that's that's okay too like that isn't a deal breaker um, around things in a lot of ways uh, because I can learn and grow. But yeah, those those friends that are gonna like not just agree with everything that I say and where I'm yes. at and that love me enough to want the best for me, whatever that looks like, is super valuable. It is valuable to have the truth say a friend who's telling the truth in your best interest, not the truth, you know, right. someone, some people are just truth sayers because I just like to just have an excuse to say whatever it is I want and hurt your feelings yeah. and, you know, talk about your no, clothes. No, not that. What, not that. But not that. that person, like you said, who really holds a space of love for you as a friend and, and, and friendship yeah. at the end of the day is about uh, a love for another human being. It is about having that kind of love of shared community and having that yeah. kind of honesty with each other and wanting each other to kind of, you know, it's it's not your intimate relationship, but it is a relationship. Um, yeah. And having that truth sayer kind of give you that, not always, you know, they know when. Like, I know when, you know, it's there's a time like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm not going to approach that right now, but we're going to circle back to that. You know, circle we're back. Gonna, we're gonna go out for drinks, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna tap in on this little issue um, in right. a way that is best for them and in their best interest. And I think that that is the place where we all want to be in a friendship. And I, yeah. I'm, I, I still want to know what's gonna happen with this girls' trip that you got coming. Well, we, we won't film it, we won't tape it, but I, I definitely want to know. And as we wrap things up, this has been a great conversation. And I hope that people are listening or getting something from it and an understanding, if nothing else, just to trigger who you are as a friend. Yeah. 
what you're looking for is a friend. And I love your, you know, agreements and expectations as friends. I'll see if I can develop a survey, Amanda, maybe. Oh my gosh, I would love (laughs) to see that. I think that there's something there, like to get feedback from your friends on how you are as a friend. And like that, that's genius. I love that so much. I totally want that. So I'm going to keep you apprised of my, you know, friendship Please do. I'll let you know who is no longer my friend because of it. And, uh... And we'll share it, you know, we'll never know to be a whole study. But I think that this has just been a wonderful conversation. And um, I, I hope it'll probably come up again. I think we may circle back to this as we learn I would a love bit that. More about, yeah, growing up and me growing older and see how these things evolve and transition. What else do you have to say as we close? And give us I a just, word of wisdom and yeah, love. Yeah, I'd really like the, for me, it's so much around ownership and the vision of like what I said, like the the vision of what it is that I want to create in the world because it right, it has a larger impact than just me as a person. And so there is a piece of putting love out in the world and uh, cultivating relationships that bring goodness into the world, but having a, a vision for what I want that to be. And then taking the the ownership of creating that, not waiting for someone else to just like come and find me and say, hey, you look nice, like to be your friend, but to have a vision and then to, with intentionality, go out and create that. That's what especially I'm learning in, in this season. It's not going to happen by accident like it did in college. It's going to take intentionality. And uh, that can actually be a really great thing um, because I have, yeah, right, more more ownership, but that's, that's where it's at for me. That's where it's at. And that's where we'll leave it. Amanda Jaggard, thank you so much for being with us today. I thank love this conversation. Me. And we'll, we'll just leave off on that word of wisdom from Amanda. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. And we'll see you next time on 50 Now What? Thank you for listening to 50 Now What? Make sure to follow us, rate, and share the show. Make sure to follow me on Instagram for continuous updates at 50 Now What Podcast. That's 50-NOW-WHAT-PODCAST. Our next episode coming out on June 9th is with top fashion stylist Rebecca Force. In this episode, we talk about all things fashion for women in their 50s. Trust me, after this one, you'll be feeling more confident with some new style. Don't miss this episode. This podcast was produced by Rainbow Creative with producer Matthew Jones and producer and editor Sean Leviashvili. I love working with this team. To learn more about making a podcast for you or your business, visit them at rainbowcreative.co.